0: Thank you for tuning into White Centipede Noise podcast. Please hit the like button and subscribe to this channel. This podcast is made possible by viewer and listener support. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash white centipede noise. White Centipede Noise is a label and mail order based in Germany, releasing top quality noise on tape, CD, and vinyl. White Centipede Noise is also the premier EU-based distributor of international noise. Visit whitecentipedenoise.com to see available label releases and weekly distro updates. (tries) Thank <tries> you. Welcome to White Centipi Noise Podcast. My name is Oscar Brummel. Today, my guest is a staple of the Canadian noise scene, of Canadian harsh noise. Um, good friend of mine. Please welcome Nick Wainwright of Taskmaster. Hello. Hi, Nick. Yeah. Greetings. Um, good morning to you, where you are.
1: Yeah, good afternoon.
0: <laughs> um, let me pull up my, my notes here. Okay. So you are from Canada, as we've all established and know. Um, I know of you, like originally when I got to know you and became familiar with your work, you were like associated with Vancouver. You were living in Vancouver and were a part of like a pretty vibrant Vancouver noise scene at that time. Yeah, I would say that. Definitely. Um, uh, But where are you from originally?
1: I'm from St. John, New Brunswick. Okay. So, they're actually uh, the complete opposite side of the country. Okay.
0: And were you living in... Have you been living in Vancouver for a long time at that time? I know know you're not... Yeah, like,
1: uh, basically, sum it up, my my parents... My father moved there with my mother because of his job, because my dad's a shipbuilder. And it's like, there's only two oceans. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's where we ended up. Um, Then I lived there for... Well, we lived in a small town and then we moved to Vancouver. It's a town, that's about an hour outside of Vancouver. And then I lived there for what? 30 years, I think. Okay. 25 years. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Right on. So basically I grew up there. Okay. Okay. So you were young. Yeah. It wasn't well, like you migrated there and then like became part of the noise scene or something like that. Like, you were... No,
1: I lived there since I was
0: like in elementary school. Okay, cool. Um, can you describe the Vancouver noise scene at that time and Vancouver as a city in general? look
1: uh um what from when like i mean when you were because i've been I, honestly i've been active in that's in like noise since in vancouver specifically not as a as a participant i would say but more of as an audience member since i was like 16 okay um and and, and then it was like very small sure very, very small sorry you want to say something?
0: No, but that's that's actually good that you point that out. Because I I guess a better question first might be um what is your kind of chronology in terms of like Taskmaster starting? Um and did you have a music oh, that's, project before then that's or practical. were you doing any sort of music before then?
1: Um I guess I had I was I never played instruments ever. Mm-hmm. Like I had absolutely no interests at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to think about that now. Uh I guess I like had a friend in high school that we like somehow did drugs and fucked around with equipment, mm-hmm. and he grew into a musician. And I think he's actually like a choral singer now, or something like okay. that.
0: That's cool. And um, I went the opposite way, I guess. <laughs> Were you guys but, really like um, diving into noise at that time, or was it just like kind of? Oh, yeah, yeah, because
1: yeah. we were like really into industrial music as teenagers. So we were like fucking around with computers and programs on computers. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was always trying more primitive things, I guess, you know, machine things. And mm-hmm. He and I kind of separated and I got more into like. Dance music, I guess. Dance. Like, not not making it, not making it, but like part of a a scene of that. And there was actually noise artists playing at these parties I would go to. Okay. And that's kind of how I found out about like local noise Mm -hmm. at first. And then that stuff, like, we just completely separated and just started doing our own shows.
0: Was that like the late 90s? Was that when? Yeah, that would have been
1: like 96, 97. Okay.
0: What, who were yeah. some of the local noise products that you discovered at that time? Fuck. Anyone, <laughs> are still, anyone that is like kind of known on a national, international... like At that point, Asian? I would
1: say the only people that maybe anybody would know would be Hospital, which is like Kelly Churko, mm. if you know who Kelly Churko yes. is. Yes, yes. And like Masa Anzai, who played in the Rita occasionally. Okay. I don't know. Um, other than that, people that would have been active now... I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. I'm really not sure. But like out of that group of people that I practiced with and played in a project with, uh, I guess there's this guy named, his actual name is Merlin. Okay, cool. And he, he does like a like pretty intense video feedback kind of project that's actually evolved into a noise project mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. that works with video feedback. But other than that, I, I'm sorry, I can't think of... No, that's cool. That's cool. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody that I can that might be active still, but I just sure. I can't remember anybody. I mean, sure. I saw like Zev Asher play, if you know who he is, Mm-mm. from Ruffage. Uh, he's... Saw him play and like some people who were known in that noise
0: scene at the time in, internationally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, I can't. And when did you when did you start? Uh, you said you were doing some products. Was that like just kind of yeah? I was around doing or was something that, like, with Pathmaster like
1: Castmaster yet, or no? It was something else. Like I can't remember the name anymore. Okay, it was some some, but it was like a rotating group of people. There was a main. The main people were the, the again it was this a man named Masat Azai who was in the Rita, and this guy named Mike, and occasionally uh, Blair who was in Moisture Discipline yes yeah he was in that occasionally but that was like maybe three or four times we played shows together I can't okay. it's, like okay. I haven't thought about this in decades I'm sorry sure.
0: no it's cool that's good this episode of White Centipede Noise podcast is brought to you by Cruel Symphonies Intrepid Noise from Syracuse New York recent releases include cassettes by Ballerina and Blood Parasite Nurse Territorial Gobbing, Afternoon Tea Time, Klein Quartet, Maltreatment, Genophobia, GX Jupiter Larson, White Widow, Dagger, KPG, Za, and Cadaver. Cruel Symphonies thanks you for your support. It is due to the generosity of customers like you that we are able to fulfill our mission of printing J cards that make print shop employees uncomfortable. What was then, like, roughly the transition to doing that in a more kind of like free form sense and and, and shifting to Taskmaster because Taskmaster is very, very strict. Oh, uh, I didn't do minimal. I didn't
1: do that for like another ten years. Okay, like, at all? Yeah, okay. that's like in my when I was like a teenager, I was doing that. Okay, and then I just stopped everything for years and just analyzed mm-hmm.
0: music that mm-hmm. I
1: enjoyed, mm-hmm. as in like listen to it and tried to figure out what I liked. Mm-hmm. And then tried to find that in my own sound mm-hmm. when I was like in my 20s mm-hmm. and started to really work on stuff.
0: Okay. In this phase of kind of like listening and analyzing, were you also experimenting with sounds in this time or, pre- or just purely? No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay. So what? what then made you take the step then to start translating that into something of your own? Feeling more confident about
1: it, I guess. Uh-huh. And
0: like just feeling at the time like... It was
1: time. Yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, sure. it just happened naturally. Like, was things there- came together, you know. Like I just started seeing pieces of equipment that I actually wanted to buy mm-hmm. that I've been seeing wanting to, for years and mm-hmm. purchasing them at pawn shops because I have no fucking money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. just like that's another reason it took for for a long, long time was like I just literally couldn't afford stuff. Yeah. So,
0: was that also a time when, I mean, I don't know what the timeline is. I also don't know what the timeline of it starting, but I mean, there is that like mid two thousands boom of harsh American harsh noise, also North American harsh noise. You know, the Tronics era, I like to call it, I guess. And yeah, and you know, when the Rita became really active and things like that, and um, was 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 it was certain activity in a general scene sense also kind of yeah, when I think, you became I think active. You're right. I-
1: yeah, I think that's part of it too. Was like noticing that you know I was act- I've been active like online since ninety seven, ninety eight, paying mm-hmm. attention to things, and so like so finally just kind of correlating like, oh, well, this is what I like, and people are active where I live, and mm-hmm. so it's like why, why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> why not? So I just took the step. Yeah. You know, and and was that I, directly first... taskmaster
0: then oh yeah yeah yeah
1: there was nothing else okay
0: um did you begin playing live right away um or was it more of a recording no. kind of thing? i think it
1: was like a, maybe like a year maybe year year and a half two years i, I can't remember mm-hmm. i'm sorry no no it's,
0: it's fine i mean I'm, rough I'm, rough estimates here I, I
1: know there was a show that i put on that would have been two, what, 2007,
0: I think. 2000. <laughs> Sorry, it's been so long since I thought about this. It's okay. I mean, I'm terrible with dates myself. Uh, but it was
1: it was a show with um, pedestrian deposit and oscillating innards.
0: And- it has to be earlier than 2007 because 2007 is kind of when I became... Yeah, maybe you weret active and when I, when, I, when I became aware and active of like harsh noise like this you were very very active and you were like to me someone I really looked up to and like saw as like one of the big dogs like and no. you, and you'd already well, been doing things for some years I, I know I mean so uh, it must have been maybe maybe 2005 I, I, I can't remember now yeah
1: I don't know when um, my dates are terrible no me too it's like all I it's, had, I, I it's all good paper, it's not important that's I have everything we can archived, look on this right What's that? But I just can't. Yeah, I have all the like posters and stuff. Yeah. And I, they're all packed away right now. So I that's can't. That's cool. Tell well, them.
0: you can scan them or, or something and send them to me for the show. And we, I mean, people can look on Discogs to find the, you know, on the, Yeah. the, the proper timeline. Time that's, <laughs> that's not what is important. But, um, but, um, so you, you. But approximately around then. Yeah. 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 That, when that show
1: happened. Yeah. That's approximately when I would say I would start it. Cool. Playing live.
0: Yeah. Um, and what was um? Who did you connect with at that time? Like who was who in who in Vancouver was also really active?
1: Oh, um. I mean the the obvious people would be Sam McKinley, mm-hmm. Kate Risick, mm-hmm. Lashin Owendorf mm-hmm. Flat Gray. He was very active at the time, and and doing a lot of shows mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um. This guy Colin Hendry. He uh, he had various projects that constantly shift names with different gear all the time, mm-hmm. um, and I guess part of it was like again Kelly Turco leaving Vancouver
0: mm.
1: and, and other people having to take things, taking the reins of. Mm-hmm. of pro- promoting shows yeah
0: he was big in he was big in promoting shows then he was big in the
1: yeah and, and, and in different multiple multiple genres too so but always at the far more extreme side of yes yeah, yeah and he passed away
0: um several years ago yeah
1: I, i'm sorry about that i can't remember the date but
0: yeah he did if, uh, and, and was think he with was... cancer yeah. Was he? Where was he living? He was, he was living in, Japan. Was living in Japan. Japan. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's what I thought. I was never in touch with him, but I knew the name, and I, I, I mean, I know when he passed, it was a, it was a pretty heavy thing for a lot of people. Yeah, but He a really important guy for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, he
0: was. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So when when that that would have been like, I guess the last time I saw him was 2004 when we went to Portland to play. He played with hospital and the Rita at Portland noise festival 2004. Okay. And that was at Reed college. Okay. And it was like guilty connector sickness. Emma Bolio. Well, wow. uh, and Condi cause he put it on, yeah. um, zone. Well, wow. Great. I was I missed the first day, so I didn't see like the sickness live uh, per- solo performance. I only saw him play with Emil. Oh, he played and, with Emil? Well, wow. <laughs> yeah, he, he played. He did like most of the noise for him, and he Emil did like records and voice. It was really cool.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Sure.
1: Yeah, and that was like, oh, uh, pop culture rape victim. Yeah, played as well. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. I think Phil from I met Phil Blankenship there. I can't remember, but I was like 25. Again, I have pictures of all that shit somewhere. Cool, I, I you
0: come. gotta you gotta let me see those pictures. Um, yeah, we're gonna, we're, gonna, like, we're gonna put them up here. So that was so that was sorry that was in Portland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. That yeah. Was, so that was in 2004,
1: mm-hmm. and I think by then I think it was 2005 when. I started to do shows, maybe I can't. I can't
0: remember. Mm-hmm. That might that might be the timeline then. Okay, so that's when you started live. Yeah. Were you were you doing recording before then? Were you releasing your stuff by that time uh, already? Just like, just like stuff that didn't leave my house. Okay. So around the same time you started like like performing as, like because I mean you had a lot of releases coming out in those years also on yeah I was on big label at the time.
1: Just, yeah, and that's just like also having the support locally of people that are like helping everybody out, you know, yeah. like we all work together. Yeah. And having that aspect of it really pushed me to like, like if I'm surrounded by people who are active, I'm going to be active. I'm yeah. not going to like be stagnating yeah, or, or like stoppages for years, you know, yeah. like,
0: so I, I I remember at this time when I was discovering, like what, like I said, when I was discovering noise, I one of the first noise products I discovered was the Rita, and through then reading, you know, getting a big respect for him, I was reading on the thetronics forum, and I remember some comment he wrote, um, you know, talking you up basically saying, you know, I was in the studio with Taskmaster recently, and he was working with hiss. I remember he sims. I'm saying he's working with hiss or something like that. And, you know, he's he's masterfully using this. I don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he had really like really cool way of like talking about your sound is very, very (laughs) studied. And, and, you know, that's what made me, I mean, I think I knew of you before that too, but I mean, that, that was, I remember it stuck in my mind is like, wow, this dude is like, you know, these, these are like the dudes that are working together and they're collaborating and they're part of this kind of like, um, vancouver mo- movement and this this really dense sound also i mean there were, the, it seems like there is a kind of a there's a sound that's not so different from I would the, say that,
1: yeah I would, I would agree with that yeah yeah um i mean it's it's a scene like a scene's gonna develop a, a, a
0: language exactly you know and that yeah, language yeah, yeah. is going to be specific to the region right exactly like, yeah so this episode of white centipede noise podcast is brought to you by ominous recordings based in sweden a harsh noise pedaling underdog label since 2005. Available on CD is the complete discography of Knives, a 2005 harsh noise collab between the Cherry Point and Pedestrian Deposits' John Borges. The Threesome Slitting 7 Inch with the 2020 New York City gig. Also, a reissue of one of the best harsh noise albums ever Black Leather Jesus, Anti, as well as Golden Serenades, Fit, and three The Reader reissues, co released with Phage Tapes. Tapes by Foul, Schizophrenic Genius and split tape between JSH and Compre-Pretor. Visit recordings.com to get your fix. And that was cool. I remember actually even when I first started my first noise project, which has an embarrassing name that I won't um, say right now. I know what it yeah. is. I'm sure people people can figure it out what mm-hmm. it is. But um, I, I actually emailed one of the guys um, who was setting up, I think, Vancouver Noise Fest. And I sent God. him my – Or was it Vancouver Noise? BC Noise Fest?
1: if it's if it's Noise Fest, that's Andrew and that's uh probably that it's a, that's a woman so oh i'm sorry <laughs> so, okay uh, um, yeah.
0: i i don't know who i but perhaps it was I, I can't remember there was a there was a festival oh, oh i know what you're talking about now you might be talking about the festival that Lashen was running cuz yeah. Lashen
1: originally did run it that's right i'm sorry yeah 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 that's correct You that- i want to not
0: delete that part <laughs> sure but yeah it's, that, that, that's that's correct and it was right- last was running yeah yes. yeah and and i emailed him and i sent him i think a myspace link of my first crappy stuff and he actually said like okay well you know you can play if it, you know i basically invited myself to play and he's basically said, yeah. yeah you kind of can if you want like if you can get here and i didn't work out but i just remember thinking i mean that was like to me vancouver in this time was like a, a mecca you know like like you were there Rusalka was there. The Rita was there. Flat, I mean, Flag Gray. All these people that I really, uh, I really looked up. The sound I really looked up to too. I mean, that was a big, inspiring sound for me, and I think a lot of you know a lot of people, of course. Um,
1: yeah, that was a good festival.
0: Yeah.
1: We, unfortunately, it's it still it was still happening. I played the last one, <clears throat> but it's um, because of the pandemic and everything. Yeah. It's nothing's happening anymore. Right. Unfortunately, yeah. It was supposed to be the ten year anniversary actually. Damn. Yeah. So sorry about that. Yeah. I wish we could have made it happen. Like I yeah. still would like to make it happen. We were talking about trying to get some something special. Yeah. For that year. Yeah. But it just didn't come together. Didn't come together yeah. And then
0: what are you gonna do? Like a twelve now? Like <laughs> Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have to talk to Andrew yeah. about it. That's good, yeah. And Taylor. Um, like it was
1: it's Taylor and Andrew who basically run it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, what what was your relationship with Sam McKinley at that time? Because I, I you guys were, you know. Okay.
1: I've known him. Um, I met him through movies and film. Okay. Actually, like we used to – he worked at the video store that was two blocks from my house. Cool. And I just like – somebody I, – I can't remember the guy's name, but I met – I knew someone in high school that I knew after high school – he was like, "Oh man, you need to meet this guy Sam. Like, you guys would totally get along." And he works at this store by your house, so just like go tell him you know me. Yeah. So I, that's how I. I'm pretty sure that's how it all went down. It was like I just went there one day and was like, "You know this guy, right?" And he was like, "Yeah." And then we just started talking yeah. and just started to kind of click. Like we just clicked. Cool. And like, was that, I wouldn't say was that like a, wise, a ways before. Uh- that would have been like yeah like two thousand mm-hmm. something like that mm-hmm. yeah he worked there for a while and the video store it's still active it's not not in the same location but it's actually still around cool
0: and it was probably like yeah, uh, a, a a video store dedicated to very very, special very specialized
1: products yes <laughs> and um, known for their caustic. Um, staff are oh, really? very rude to people. Really? very rude. With yeah, Sam. not Sam, but no. Other, <laughs> no, no, no. Other people would be like pretty judgmental
0: of, people, uh, I mean, of people's taste and, just, and rent, like what they're renting. And stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, and it's, it's Vancouver because like Vancouver is like a pretty intense film scene,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So like in between the industry and people who are actually viewers. Yeah. So it's it's kind of if you're going to go to a specialized video store <laughs> it's going to... anyways um that's how i met him and I, we just started watching movies and hanging out and then i guess
0: i can't remember how noise came up
1: <laughs> just but did. you were
0: already you were already a fan of noise at the time and he, I, I don't know when he started Oh, yeah he i've been
1: listening to noise since i was
0: like 16 yeah yeah and, and and he was been active also since like the the late 90s so i mean you guys were both yeah. noise fans at that you guys were both both Noisers at that time basically so yeah but he's from
1: central bc mm-hmm. he's actually wasn't living in like i think what by the time i met him he'd been living in vancouver for like uh, just a couple of years at that time
0: you guys work together collaborate a lot um part of a scene would you consider him like a i don't know like a collaborator a mentor or anything like that or just just a friend i mean what what was your he's a friend and a collaborator for sure
1: like i respect his opinion and vice versa yeah and i think that's it's just uh that's what it's about is a mutual respect of our artistic
0: yeah tastes I guess. i guess yeah 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 because i always i always that's what i meant by that comment i always saw like such a high respect for for your work uh you know, being—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's
1: mutual. Yeah, that's that's all. It's like, yeah, yeah. We we kind of you know we don't work in the same thematic aesthetics, mm-hmm. but we're um, working within similar parameters. I would say sure, but not mirroring another. Right, of course. No, of it's course. it's more of like a yeah respect between two artists. Yeah.
0: And actually, that's that's another thing I wanted to – that leads me to the next thing I want to talk about is, um, you know, we know all about this uh, – these three letters that people have uh, given to a certain, I don't know, approach to noise or sound. Uh, hard white, yeah. wall, HNW. Um, Sam yeah. was, of course, the one who coined that term. I think he also has kind of – I mean, he's never used it really after he – Coined it on that one release, but it's kind of spawned a whole subgenre and really um, strict mm-hmm. mindset, and many many artists, many many artists doing one specific thing. Um, your sound has a similar approach. I mean, you were doing you were doing this before this became a um, a genre before it was named like this, and your sound has a similar approach to what my, one might call harsh noise wall, or, or it has a similar sort of um block density focus but you've also never you know associated or or identified with this with this tag what's your take on this whole phenomenon
1: Uh, i don't really follow it it's not my thing i find it i don't know i don't uh i can't say anything negative about artistic approach of somebody but or anybody you know it's it's their opinion as an individual but it's not Mm -hmm. resonating with me as a term yeah and and like i actually don't particularly like definition right i think definition creates it calcifies things Mm -hmm. and therefore makes things boring
0: have you ever had like conflict or or tension with like fans of this you know i mean like no, I'm sure, I've just
1: told people I don't. I, I just don't identify with that terminology. And if they don't understand that, that's fine. That's just their. It's it's a way for somebody to to connect with something. That's cool. That's for them to understand. But as an artist, that's not what I identify mm-hmm. as. And I, yeah, like again, I don't really like, um, like breaking things down further and further and further into like micro 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 terminologies i think it's pointless especially in a genre as small and niche as noise already yeah 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 for sure so why turn your back on some artists because you don't agree with the terminology and follow others because you agree with that terminology or a, a manifesto or whatever you want to call it yeah and like that's cool that people do that. I, I appreciate it and I respect it, but I also don't think um, I'm not one to stand in line behind other people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's and I also really admire that that you have always I would say rejected that terminology and, and not followed it, but at the same time you've you've stayed very true on a pretty like clear artistic path like you haven't ever been like oh i'm not you know like i'm not a harsh noise wall guy so i'm gonna start like doing uh you know cut up you know you've stayed you've stayed in your I, okay, man, i actually use cut up techniques okay okay but, but you know what i'm saying so I, mean,
1: I know you can't you can't hear it but i that's that's you know i know what you're saying you know though. what i'm saying, know what that,
0: saying that you've that yeah. you've still um stayed simply true to how you've always worked and not that you haven't developed or progressed or explored different things or techniques you have, but I mean, you have also not used that. You've, you've not had a reactionary, um, reaction in your sound, so to speak, that you've like used that kind of possibly annoying trend as like a, uh, well, that's creating,
1: creating tropes and falling trends. is just not something I do. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah. And I, I, like I, my integrity as an artist is, absolutely important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's um I'm not gonna uh fracture my integrity to appease people or purchasing of my my art.
0: Yeah.
1: As I would say, you know, like it's a product in the end. I know that. Like I'm not just making and putting it in a vault in my room. It's right it's
0: a product. I, I understand that. It's a product, then. Then you also, I mean, it's also a an entity. I mean, you, the way you perform live is also a big part mm-hmm. of what you do. I mean, you in la, in in recent years you haven't been releasing so much, um, but you've been re- re- performing pretty consistently. Of course, in the past two years, not really, but you perform quite a bit, and that's that's I think a really important uh, way to experience your sound. Well, it's a different it's a different aspect of my work
1: too. Like, I don't actually think that my recordings and my sound work are, they don't do this at all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're completely different um, investigations of sound. Can you, know, it's can you like, break that down a little bit? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, I find my work on recording to be a lot more focused and singular, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. And my live work to be more of a, for lack of a better term, a collage. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, and more like a, a flow, a, a, more of a flow to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, my recordings generally, I, I have like a, a direction, and there's there is movement in it, but it's less perceptive. I find mm-hmm. I'm trying to work on that more and make a connection between the two, but it's it's really hard for me to do because I, I like that separation in ways, but I also think that maybe. They can marry eventually. Sure, yeah.
0: You say that it's more of a collage, more of a flow, but when I see you performing live, I it looks like you're 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 so focused and stoic, and it's it almost looks like you're listening, like like, yeah, yeah, like more than not more than you're performing, but but you look like a you're really just listening to the sound in the room. What's your what's your state of mind when you're performing there? What's the well again? Like before, I'll get to that. Is um, it depends on the room? Yeah.
1: So, like, rooms are very important to sound, right? And, and, and live recordings and live listening. So, first, that is an aspect of it. And so, I'm like, whenever I play live, I that's the first. I it's the first thing I ask people is, "What's the room like?" You know? Do you what, test it's them? Not the do you, do, you, do you try to do like? Uh, no, I don't really do sound. No, no, no. I I just need to. I can see what I know. What I like in yeah. a room. There's specific dynamics Mm -hmm. that I prefer. Usually, I know a lot more what I'm doing, so I can. Because generally, I kind of like mentally track what I'm going to do. It's not very improvised. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: It might seem, but it generally isn't. Like I, I have moments of improvisation where I'll change on the fly, but it's mostly yeah. Like you're saying, I'm listening because. I want to get the best out of the room that I'm in.
0: And then you're dialing. I mean, you're doing,
1: I suppose, live.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: essentially, yes. And like focusing it more down and down into I I can. The room
0: is bringing all the full sound out of it. Mm -hmm. It's blooming. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always struck me like you're a painter in some way. Like I've like it's like this. Well, I do call it my palette. Yeah, 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 exactly and like it is a palette what I'm working with yeah. it's colors yeah exactly very colorful in some ways so gray when I saw, I saw you at Silent Barn one year um,
1: that
0: would have been I think
1: 2014
0: probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it really just struck me it struck me as a very very colorful piece even though it was very very static very very much like uh dense piece of noise I mean it wasn't wasn't colorful in what one would think of as colorful but the the, the sound layers and the and the, and the attention of frequency especially as time went on as you dialed it in more and more and more was really very colorful exactly like you said
1: thank you <laughs> I do appreciate uh, enjoyed that set. yeah um, I, I, that's one of I really enjoyed that set as well as yeah it's Goodnight. something I
0: remember very very strongly um, is there a certain release from your recorded output that you feel particularly proud of or like it really shows your work and you really achieved the most of what you wanted to do. (laughs) Let
1: me think about this one, because I I don't really think about my work after I release it, I never listen to it again. Mm -hmm. It's just done. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really thought about that in a long time, but uh, No, not really. Okay. Um, no. I I like like I know that there's people have specific things they like that keep coming up over the years, mm-hmm. but for me as an artist, I'm like they're all kind of their own thing, and mm-hmm. they're all different investigations and explorations, mm-hmm. and have their benefits and negative factors. You know, it's sorry to be so like un sure. And like, no, it's, that's, fine. that's just how I look at
0: it, you know? No, it's good. It's it's like, a, that's that's normal. Um, You've told me that you use that source is like the most important thing to you when you, yes, when you record it and play live, I'm guessing it's kind of, yes. What yes. do you, what do you, uh, and, and I, and I remember you, I remember a set I think that you played where you were using a sound source that you told me later was like pigs being buried.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think in, yeah, in yeah. concrete,
0: something like that. Um, yeah, it was. Um,
1: yeah, that's. I was going through a bad moment in my life. Well, <laughs> no, that okay, kind of kind it. of kind of resonated with me. That 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 said, and people really like didn't really ask me what it was, and I never really told people unless, like, uh, certain you know certain people I would tell because they asked. I would, but like I wasn't like you know bragging about it yeah. or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, it was more about like. And that has to do with like, just, you know, waste and and just like, like, I, I'm not a vegetarian or a vegan or anything, but just yeah. like the whole concept of how people just can get rid of living things so quickly and not have a problem with it. Yeah. And that could be like a friendship, a relationship or an animal. A human yeah. you know it's about just that uncaring feeling mm. at that time that's why i was like i was going through some shit yeah and sure it was, sure work it really worked through, helped me work through it a lot and mm-hmm. i wasn't trying to be like oh this is harsh you know
0: yeah like
1: so like no i'm not like that kind of person sure like if you look
0: at my art on my work i'm not like trying to gross people out with stuff right or,
1: yeah following the the old tropes you know
0: well yeah and maybe i guess maybe that's why i'm asking about that in particular because that's the one the one time the one time that stuck out to me is using this sort of imagery i mean it's an it's a sound but it's a very strong image at the same time and it also makes me wonder um when you choose source when you work with source when you process source are you is the content or the 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 aesthetic, like the, the, the meaning or the code of the source important to you generally? Cause I mean, or, or is it, or is it more focused yeah, on I would the, say, yeah.
1: Yeah. As a, per, for a person, like as a personal thing, it's not like I'm never going to explain to anybody where my sources come from or what they are. Cause it could be as simple as recording the fan on my computer. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, it, it's a, the moment in time. Sure. it has it, it a personal link yeah. to me. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't, need to explain that to anybody, of course. But so so the sources
0: go oftentimes beyond just like this is the best sound.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's usually connected to something to me emotionally Mm -hmm. or a moment in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. These are things that aren't really important to me to talk about, I guess, is like I said sure. before, it's just, um, source has always been important to me because that's, it's like, a the foundation of a building, you right? Know, when you need a good foundation or your yeah. building's going to be fucked right? and you can't just keep using more fucking pedals. Right. Cause it's just going to get dumber sounding. <laughs> yeah. So like, why not just work with a good foundation? Yeah. Yeah. That's why I never would use more than two or three pedals when mm. I use chains. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't have to overblow things. I, I can work with my gear that I know how to work with and I don't need to
0: rely on gain from more pedals. Right. Has that always been that way? Have you found yourself uh, reducing your your gear setup? Yeah.
1: <laughs> my gear now is one piece of gear when I play live. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so yeah, um, reduction is important in that sense. Not in the sense of terminology, but in the sense of limiting yourself to an, to what you need and not having extra, there's no need. Gets in the way, I suppose. It gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. It's blockages, man, you know? Simplicity is important. Mm-hmm. Things have been so defined right. and so broken down. Yeah that it's like, oh check out X project because I do this sound. Right. And it's not like I'm this is my noise project.
0: Right. I'm an artist <laughs> you know, with something so to it's,
1: say. Yeah, it's less it's more like like how again like metal or something like that, where it's clearly defined, like I make death metal. Right. And death metal sounds like this. Yeah. And so I use this kind of setup. You know, and it's like I make this kind of noise. So I use this setup of pedals Right. because X artist uses it. So I have to it's weird. follow that trend. Yeah, it's weird. It's fucking weird to me. And I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. Like I understand looking at an artist, uh, asking them questions, yeah. critiquing what they do, critiquing what you do and trying to like develop, but not like, oh, I saw this person use this setup. So I'm going to put that on my table. Yeah. And it's going to work for me. No. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. And that's why it goes back to the idea of source right? and why source is fundamentally important.
0: Mm -hmm. This episode of White Centipede Noise Podcast is brought to you by Scream and Ride Distro and Absurd Expedition Label, Canadian-based source for experimental electronics, harsh noise, etc., Over 1,500 items in stock on all formats. Media mail shipping to the USA and affordable international shipping. Coming early 2022. Hermit Chick White Split Tape. Two distinct vocal noises approaches from opposite coasts of Canada. Neural Objective Constraint Tape. Unreleased material from 1996. Mott and Violent Shogun. Mangle Tape. Split and Collaborative Tape Works. Andrew Nolan and Misery Engine. Split Tape. Cosmic Industrial Dusty Noise Malaise. The Rita. Her shell, the shoot tape, sputtering crunch of obsessive minimalism. Alex York, double tape, tape and synth works for melancholy mood. Visit screamandride.com and absurdexposition.bandcamp.com.
1: Uh, this is my only delay that I ever mm-hmm. use. Good luck finding it for under $250 now. Mm-hmm. I, I got this discounted for 60 bucks. The only other person I've ever seen this used is Gordon Ashworth. Okay. Incredible. Incredible artifacting. Cool. Incredible. Holy fuck. Then my Big Muff Rat clone. Rat clone? It's a Big Muff and a rat paralleled in one pedal. Okay. So you have the rat with the turbo distortion Uh and the pig's head on this side cool and then this pedal here which i is obviously a dod but it's been decoupaged by kate
0: Mm -hmm.
1: this is a hard rock distortion Uh uh-huh it's a very uncommon dod pedal The secret with this one is of course it has the presence knob you know but it also has a built-in micro delay Okay. So like technically um, I have two delays okay cool but this delay is really 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 small yeah but I don't know what it is about this this circuit but they' it's really good man yeah and people don't really know this one that much they usually go for the grunger yeah thrash master
0: yeah
1: which are good pedals
0: yeah but like
1: you got to know the things about DoDs to know like the filters on them are all different on every right. pedal.
0: Yeah.
1: And you got to know what filters on which to use them properly, right? Yeah. So like yeah. for example that the Thrash Masters a, I think it's a bandwidth filter. So like mm. you can hear it's notched when you turn mm-hmm. the knob.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um Yeah, I don't really use that anymore. I mostly just use that Overdrive Flander.
0: You told me you use Flander oh. sometimes
1: you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> I don't use flanger I do have a flanger distortion uh-huh and I tried using it but it failed heavily because it's you can't modulate the the speed on the so I just didn't I don't really like it yeah. I used flanger in my project with Kate
0: okay. on her vocals which was what what was that called again Monarch right yes it was like yes. our heavy industrial project yeah yeah
1: yeah cool it was really fun i, I missed yeah. that project a lot yeah yeah that was, so i guess we did have a project i forgot about that
0: yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I i thought that too
1: i was yeah so we had that and we did that for about two years okay and that yeah. was that was really fun it was like extremely different than how i work and what i work on and right more in the like you know kind of heavy electronics tesco sound and you were doing
0: electronics cuz you had you also had some releases kind of in the in the later days not later days but like i guess i don't know you had that release on for example nurse etiquette which was very yes. much like um kind My of a heavy industrial electronic. tape <laughs> yeah 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 i mean i don't know but it it had a different definitely different sound than yeah it does and more yeah. more in that more in that direction yeah
1: i was experimenting with different gear yeah. and i only ever used it for that setup and then i got rid of it yeah okay yeah and that was i think it was two circuit pedals if i recall mm-hmm. yeah i was just trying things out
0: what's what's with ryan bloomer these days uh he's he's a family man yeah that's all i know are you not in touch with him no
1: taylor talks to him mm-hmm. but he doesn't want to, I don't think he wants to perform anymore. And I think he's trying to work on new, new sounds, but I don't know if he's too, uh, active or motivated. I don't, yeah. I don't know the, the proper
0: terminology for it, but sure. What about his uh, like gear? Cause his, his, those, those contact mics are like legendary.
1: They were good. They're very good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've only seen him perform maybe two or three times, and it mm-hmm. was always pedals every time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, different setup every time. Yeah, it's nothing. No, I'm not, it's not like, like, I don't really uh, look at people's gear. Sure. You know? So, like, yeah. well, you know, I'm not going to go snipe what he's using because I already know my setup.
0: Of course, of course, of course, I barely I was just more people. I was just more curious about him as um because I mean he was making those traumatone mm-hmm. mics, and it was like they were really highly regarded and and are actually a friend here a friend a friend here named Sisto. I don't know if you know Sisto Rossi at all. I know the name, yeah, he's a I big see, fan I of you him. um and he has we were talking about he's like you know he would love to have a a traumatone mic or something like that. and it's like, I don't Good know. Luck. Yeah. I just
1: built. I built my own. I still have it. It's been the contact I Mike Mike I made when I started the Taskmaster. Same thing, wow.
0: same one. Yeah, I can show you it if you want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: Wow, that's like an epically long lap. Oh yeah. That's a really long lasting <laughs> contact mic, and you don't even have it hey, protected. Man. Built in contact quality. mics die. I know. Uh-huh. To, you got to know how to build it right, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I, I just lucked
1: out with this one.
0: Yeah.
1: I've had a few die, but this one I've had since 2006. Killer. Yeah. It fucks up. It's, like, it's starting to die. That's why yeah. I don't use it very much anymore. Sure. I have to probably make a new one soon, but. Cool. This is where I got a lot of my tones for a long time. And when I was performing live.
0: Yeah, and I I've told you this, but I have bit your style. Tommy has bit your style with the uh, the brillo pad on the contact mic. No, it's a great
1: source. It's flattering to hear that. He, John Borges as well, actually. Bit your style? No, you I got say him. that. <laughs> no, we actually were playing at. Um, the, that festival, pure harsh noise worship.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing yeah. this vasculay Yeah.
1: And then I said, oh, nice contact, Mike. And I showed him mine. He was like, interesting. We came to the same conclusions. Because <laughs> that's one project that I really, really respect is vasculae. I really like Vascule. For sure. That's a great project. And it's like very similar aesthetics, sonically, for me at least, I find, mm-hmm. to what mm-hmm. I do.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
1: i mean john and john Borges in general and, and shannon kennedy's project fucking phenomenal yeah,
0: yeah definitely phenomenal.
1: and it's like i messaged him when he, he like posted that thing this week or last week i'm like i want all your new releases <laughs>
0: like uh, it's yeah. like the
1: one the one project that i'm like i need everything
0: yeah that's a great project yeah. i yeah, agree they've agreed to 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 talk with me too soon so
1: Oh, good. Hopefully, good.
0: Hopefully, in a, in a few weeks. Good. Weeks. Yeah. That would
1: be awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, I want to hear what they have to say uh, as yeah, artists, you know, not not through their yeah. sound, but as artists. Right. And that's something yeah. that's, that's what I do like about what you're doing. It's like, yeah. It's giving a voice to all these physical media that we have kicking around in our house. Yeah. That's like, oh, you know, I'd never spoken to this person, but I've been listening to their music for 20 years. Right. So it's, I really respected what people are doing for pot with these podcasts in general and, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so slightly demystifying what
0: we, yeah. Have. I was a little worried about that, I guess, because there's so uh, much mystery. there's yeah, so, I- so much mystery within noise, and pe- people really like the, the whole mask thing, it's huge, and this whole, like, yeah. mysterious character thing is huge, and it's, it's sort of, it could. I think that's maybe why a couple of people have said no, but... Well, in, time, my, in my
1: part specifically, the reason why I tried to keep it anonymous for years is because of the border in America. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Because I didn't want my name associated with my
0: project because of that. Yeah, sure. But now so, that I'm, like, okay. outed, <laughs> I'm like, I don't really care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, funny. so it's... Yeah. But, it's, but it's, it's it's fun to see everyone's face and hear everyone... Talking totally, and man. yeah totally. everyone's like you know normal person for the most part you know
1: yeah mostly <laughs> no it's great i'm um like i don't listen to a lot of the podcasts including the other ones that are out there sure i listen to a lot i li- actually listen to a lot of podcasts but i don't really? listen to a lot yeah but i don't really listen to stuff related to noise sure yeah, I yeah. don't listen to murder podcasts or anything. I'm
0: more into <laughs> like history and weird yeah. thing,
1: weird yeah. history, mostly history actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. no, that's fair. I, I I actually don't listen to podcasts really at all. I only there's a few that I watch, and they're like rap podcasts, and that's yeah, what yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying inspired that. me to do this. That's actually I'm not. I don't really know how. I'm sure I'm missing some of like the 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 conventions or whatever about how podcasts are supposed to work but yeah it's all right whatever yeah
1: <laughs> that's what's fun about it is you're not under a a company so you don't have to follow a format yeah you do what you i want wanted to, to actually
0: be more i wanted to be more like a tv show actually i want i want to slowly in, introduce more like like other videos into it you know like do or it. other no, that's a great uh, idea other stuff you, into it it could... Yeah, cuz you're using a visual media not a just a, sound, a sonic media yeah so there's a lot so of things that i can, can do it
1: you can play with it a lot more than just you know like for example we could be talking and you could have clips of my performances or my albums or whatever you know that's yeah, an example
0: and exactly and i and i have done that with i've 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 put in i put in clips of the paranoid time set at heavy focus in his episode yeah. tell me about um Zbigniew karkovsky because you recently released a new recording um, on your band camp dedicated to ZK. Yes. And you've told me about that. You know, you mentioned recently, you know, you asked for some recommendations of some new stuff. Cause you said you keep coming back to the beginning of Karkovsky. Um, yeah. Tell me about a, a little bit about his work and its importance to you. Just listen. It's, <laughs> it's
1: it's so it's not what i do but it's very similar in aesthetics to what i do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it it's been an inspiration for a long time and huge loss yeah to our music scene yeah huge yeah, and i i know there's lots of people that we've lost over the years but to me that's a huge like a very important artist mm-hmm. and a very important point of view as negative as it could have been points, but sonically to me, it's, I, I, I don't know the term for it, but it's, it resonates a lot with me as it's just like the aesthetics that I carry mm-hmm. as an artist. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you recommend a few, um, a few releases from him Electrostatics to, to people who for don't sure. Have, uh, sorry. Say it again, please. Electrostatics. Okay.
1: That's definitely like number one for me uh, off, off the top of my head. Sure. Like I'm, I'm really bad at remembering names of... That's fine. ...stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you want, I could look it up and just check. Like I know, I know that's definitely like number one for me and several other people that are fans mm-hmm. of this work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good starting point
0: what is it about his work that you channeled into this recording that you did? Like, is there, a, is there a direct connection that has inspired the work or is it just like, you know, No, it it's them? just,
1: it was just a base, a foundation yeah. to start with. Okay, cool. And because of, you know, uh, it was his, his anniversary of his passing right. last month. Right. So I was just, I have been thinking about it. I've been listening to his work a lot. And i have the the mental free time right now to be able to compose and work at a quicker pace than i'm used to mm-hmm. so i just did something different i worked like this i generally don't work about i bought a synthesizer last year and mm-hmm. i've just been playing around with it i don't use it ever for anything but then i did mm-hmm. and that was what it came out of it cool it was the first time i don't know if i'll ever do it again but yeah, it was fun. They're a completely different work system than I'm used to, sure. to
0: working in. Yeah, yeah. That's that's interesting. Is that the piece of gear that you say you use live now? No, that's different. No, yeah. no, 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 yeah. no. Okay.
1: I just use a, like a, a four track, a digital four track live. Any processing outside? No. Cool. Maybe EQing on the board. Sure. Maybe, maybe a little bit of gain if you want to call that process. Uh,
0: <laughs> Uh, you've done a lot of touring and I don't know how much touring you've done across Canada, but I know you've done a lot of touring in the U S barely. Yeah. You've done, you've toured the U.S. a lot and, and, you know, we met, I think for the first time, probably 2007, 2008, 2007 or
1: 2008 for, for sure. Um, you were living in that apartment building. I remember you made a soup.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I don't remember the soup, but I remember I was living in a studio apartment. I remember the soup. I, one... I, I, I'm, very, I'm very particular about things. And I, I remember my memories. That's something I remember. I remember, um, yeah, I was living in a studio apartment, one room. I don't know, like this by this. This <laughs> is tiny. And you, Kate, Oversalka, uh, Pat Yankee, Eric Ballard.
1: No, oh. no, I think it was Eric Galipo. That's right from Coastal right. And, was not Corey, and Corey uh, from Brutophilia, and I can't remember his last name.
0: Corey Arnold. That's right. And then um, unexpectedly, a fifth person showed up, and that was uh, Rick, Ricky of Infirmary, and he's <laughs> yeah, he, and he he joined the show too, and he spent the night too.
1: Uh, fucking wanna to party boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And that was and that was that was uh, for me really like a yeah a huge honor and I was super excited about that and then we played at the Medusa it was a show that I set up my first show ever that I set up um, nobody came absolutely zero people came nobody and um, Kate fried the the PA I with remember. the theremin that's right set it up, set the speaker on fire um, because the sound guy. You know, it was like he went to go make a burrito. Yeah, exactly. It was that's what it was. <laughs> it was a place called the Medusa, which was a which was a huge and really important place in Minneapolis uh, music scene, uh, and it was you know they were like yeah sure you can do a noise show whatever, and uh, the the sound guy just said it and forget it. He said you know he said okay here's the sound level and then he went off and had a cigarette or made a burrito on, I guess and came back and started smoking because that theremin that theremin can rip that set up the Kate carried this. Just- Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then I've, you know, I was really, I was really proud of that show, but I was also very embarrassed when it came to it cause no one came, but, but I was, really, it was, it was really fun meeting you guys at that time. Yeah.
1: That was, that was good. That was a good tour. Yeah. It was fun.
0: Um, I, I hope you don't mind me asking, but, um, can you talk a bit about Rysolka about, um, her work and your guys's um, relationship and how it how it how you guys worked together and and, and a bit of that history. Well, obviously we were dating, right? <laughs> and um,
1: I was just I don't. She just started making music too and noise as well, and it just was like okay, cool. Let's you know like.
0: And you guys toured quite a bit. I mean, played, played yeah, a few yeah. a few times. You played played quite a bit of shows together and and things like that. All over the Pacific Northwest, yeah, a lot, like,
1: especially Victoria,
0: Seattle, and yeah. Portland, a lot. Yeah. Were there any other were there, Were there ever any like collabs that were both of you guys working together?
1: Just once, and it was okay. like a live show. Okay. We were really drunk.
0: Okay. <laughs> you know
1: that kind of thing. Sure. It's like. Because we used to do that a lot, like at the live shows that we would play in Victoria and Vancouver. It was just like, okay, well, the show's over, so why don't we just hang out and do a collaboration set okay, or whatever. That would happen a lot at, like, Victoria Noise Fest. People, we would just, like... I think Victoria Noise
0: Fest was the one that I tried to invite myself to. Okay. I think that was the one, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Ron... Probably, yeah. Ron Blogg from Griefer. Exactly. Yep. That was it. That was it. Yeah. Okay. 2007, it must have been.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really good festival. That was like important for discourse between Mm. artists Mm. and seeing what's happening in multiple cities, you know, because people will come from Portland, Seattle, Mm -hmm. Vancouver, all the Victoria, and you get to see. Right. The, the menagerie of what's going on. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because those those scenes, those cities all did have their own kind of... Completely different sounds. Different sounds. Completely. But at the same time, I think of still this kind of West Coast in my mind, like... like I mean, there's the California, the, but I think it, it, it kind of extends further than California because it seems like people were moving... Certain people were moving around back and forth between yeah. those cities and there was kind of like this greater, like, state of west coast noise including the west coast of canada Mm -hmm. like i mean Uh,
1: yeah And, and, and i would say i would agree that there was like a base aesthetic that people would kind of work around but every city in itself had its take yeah on that that made it individual
0: and interesting yeah what about the maps festival tell me about that that you played what? What about it? New York City. I mean, I remember we were talking. We were talking. Yeah. In I just moved to Germany. Um, my roommate, who was sort of on quin- like coincidence, we, we we got to know each other, and he was like a n- noise artist, a uh, power artist, Johannes, doing Die and He was invited there, and it was very surreal to me because I was really wanting to go there so bad, and all of my you know like friends, projects I loved were all playing this festival. and Especially I, that year. Yeah, that year was, it was amazing. And, and, and I remember, I remember talking to you beforehand and you weren't sure if you were going to be able to go or if you wanted to go. And, and then, and then I know you went and then I remember talking to you afterwards and you were just like talking about how it was amazing. It was great. And, you know, Tom Yeah, it was. And I would say that's because, there.
1: yeah, because of people that were there, it's like getting to meet artists that are, I'm fans of. Yeah. And friends, I would say yes. with people that I would consider that, Yeah. And maybe that was really important to me. You know, like yeah. meeting people that are not American right. or Canadian. That that's also another aspect of it to, to add to the.
0: Who, the who sound. That? It was it? Was it was did it was, Young Hustlers play? It was, y- or yes no it was alpha mania
1: yeah uh treyric surrets yeah. i can't always yeah. say that properly i'm sorry yeah. to, <laughs> the language <laughs> um kakerlack yeah um legless played yeah. Um uh, wince no with no not with worth worth not you <laughs> worth played okay yeah, yeah um so it was more about like getting to meet tommy carlson yeah because we've been talking for a while and it was like, yeah. you know, he's a solid dude. Yeah. Meeting Christian was uh, really cool. Yeah. Because I've been listening to his work since, fuck, I was my, in my teens. Yeah. So it's nice to meet meet him to like put the person to the music. For sure. Know.
0: Yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah. So it was, it was more about that and like the sound system that that show was... The best sound system I've ever played through. Wow. So that was also an honor. Yeah, <laughs>
0: just yeah. To be able
1: to play through that system. That was like that's a part of it that I don't get to do or have a lot is like very, very, very large PA's right. that can actually handle what I'm doing. Yeah, in the sense that it like allows for definition.
0: That's I think always so was, uh, that's like was, always a scourge of of. Playing noise, is yeah, that, you know, like, yeah, that's always a especially like a thing. blown out sound. Like, yeah,
1: you know, it's you need that. Yeah. it's like the smaller the hole, the the harder it is to come out. You know, yeah. it needs to be
0: yeah. larger so, for sure.
1: It was really good to work with that system and just communicate with people, you yeah. know, and put na- put band names to faces. Yeah,
0: any yeah. any memorable uh, moments uh, with the Swedish guys that you? That you can think of uh, not that I'd like to discuss in public, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just
1: hanging out, talking. Their inter- their uh, engagement with American culture, yeah, and North American culture in general, yeah, was pretty interesting. For sure, it must have been. Must have been funny. So it was just fun seeing that aspect, you know, like being a foreigner myself yeah. to that country and seeing people who are also foreigners interacting in like in the in the American culture. I remember,
0: um, I remember Johannes telling me about. Uh, I think Christian was talking to Oliver Vericker, who is a friend of. He set up the festival, I think, or he was involved. He's a he's a friend of Johannes, and um, okay. Christian was talking to uh, him and was like, "Yeah, my bandmate Victor, he was in Yale," and um, um, and Oliver was like, "Oh." My girlfriend went to Yale, too, and thought the entire time that he was talking about the college Yale. And he was talking about jail. <laughs> <laughs> he, oh, it's his accent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so there's this, this huge misunderstanding. He was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, like, also. Oh, I, I, also Victor. <laughs> yeah. I like Victor a lot. Ivy League. Like Ivy League, uh, intelligentsia also. Like, no. <laughs> spent 3 years in jail for uh doing I don't know what I won't say but um
1: yeah whatever he's a good guy <laughs> so
0: so you toured the US a lot but what happened cuz you can't tour there anymore um what's the what's yeah. what's the situation there i mean I, I i long story short i uh trusted somebody
1: i shouldn't have trusted i suppose hmm. and i got flagged i can enter the states okay. but uh, i It's just like I've said to you before. It's the amount of paperwork and hoops I have to jump through just to
0: come there. So U.S. (laughs) customs, U.S. customs uh, has basically said they don't, you know, because they think you're an artist going there to make a bunch of money.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the guy said, I can remember. He said, "I don't care if you make fifty bucks or five hundred. Stay on someone's floor or sleep in a hotel. You're making money in our
0: country." Whoa yeah that's crazy so you're like you're like uh blacklisted for i'm not blacklisted i'm flagged flagged okay okay
1: yeah so it means that if i enter the states they can basically ask me for every piece of paperwork under the under the sun to for me to prove that i have a job and a living place i live and where i'm going and where i'm staying and who i'm staying with and how long are you staying in this city and that city and everything? And, you know, I I don't, I don't want to risk it to get blacklisted. So I think I have two more years of flagging and then I'm going to possibly come, but I could go like right
0: now and visit people. It's just, you better do a huge tour when that, when that flag is up.
1: You want to buy me a visa?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it for a visa, man. (laughs) Like that. It's like what,
1: Six hundred bucks, American, for
0: thirty days. Oh, really? You have to have an actual visa to to visit now. I know that's a work visa. Okay, okay, yeah. But you, you don't think you could do it DIY style again and just come in with some backpack pedals? And I would never do that. Okay. What about? There's, there's other
1: ways. Without, without um, giving away trade secrets, there's other ways
0: to do it. Right, 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 right. I was going to start giving away trade secrets, but I think that's no. Yeah. We're not fucking doing that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as we talked about a bit, you told me you just got back from not just got back, but this summer you were um, out in what you described as the bush working. Yeah. And I didn't know what that meant. I thought you know you were you said you were working at a camp, and I I thought you know you live in Quebec now, um, and I thought that might be meant. Not that- living, you know, working on a summer camp with some kids. But you were – tell me about exactly what that was. Where were you? I was working
1: for a tree planting company, feeding tree planters, which are – sorry if there's any viewers who are tree planters. They're some of the worst people I've ever dealt with. Why? I don't – just without getting too deep into it, youth – Okay. And entitlement. Okay. Slash. Lack of sleep. Okay. And overworked. Okay. It's a bad combination.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: And being the person that feeds them, Mm -hmm. I see them at their worst, Mm -hmm. which is before they eat food. So it was not very fun in that regard. Yeah. But back to what it was is, I was working. So if I'm in. Like I said to you before, I'm in Montreal. So from here to Vancouver is a 4,000-kilometer flight. I don't know what that is in miles. I'm sorry. And then from Vancouver, we had to drive, I think it was 12 hours north. And then that was to a place called Prince George, which is the largest city in northern BC. And from there was another... Seven hours into the bush, which is what I what what we call the like what is in Canada is called Crown land. It's land that's owned by the Queen, mm-hmm. but corporations can purchase it or lease it from the Crown. Right. So they all these corporations, all these forestry corporations and extraction uh, resource extraction companies purchase plots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we were working wow. on these various plots in this area that's like I don't know how big it is. It would take days to cross. Wow. Like and we set up camp in the pouring rain in a mud pit. Wow. That was our first camp. We used to rain for so you weren't
0: going up when it was already set up. You were you were going up. No, we set up. it all up by hand, dude. Wow. Everything.
1: So you go there, you fucking lay the boards down, you put all the trailers in, you start unloading the trailers, hand putting everything together, digging holes throughout uh, to shit in, yeah. you know, like set up the showers, find a place for the water for the generator to wow. suck water from, like not just like roll up in trailers and plug them into water. It's not that level of professional. It's wow. It's an experience, these ones.
0: Did you have that kind of experience before?
1: No, yeah. <laughs> that's what makes it fun, dude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it was, um, me and one of my best friends from high school who I, I used to live with him. He's an amazing person, mm-hmm. Jason Cadman. Mm-hmm. I love you. Mm-hmm. And, um, we went through this shit for three months in the bush, moved camp four times. Wow. <laughs> um, one of my tents got destroyed by a windstorm. I had to buy a tent back in town. I slept in the broken tent for a few days and slept in water and shit. It fucking sucked. Uh, yeah. Crazy. And then just cooked, I uh, cooked all the time. You know, I would sleep like four hours a day, work 19 hours a day. Do you have other people to support your, your work, your cooking, or was it just you? It was me and another person. Wow, Kevin. And we had we we, would, we had a we had a third person, so we would have one person off, one person off. Like they would get two days off, yeah. and then. But the last little while I was there it was the heat wave, and I was working in a gravel pit, and it was. I'm sorry, I don't know uh, Fahrenheit, but it was 51 degrees. Whoa! And I was working in a kitchen. And I was the only one willing to work in the kitchen. Wow. Unreal. So I, I would have to get up at two thirty in the morning to start cooking because to, to cut the heat down and work as much as I can within the night. Wow. And then <clears throat> put a Sylvie tarp over my tent and sleep in the day as much as I
0: can. Holy shit. That's brutal. I imagine it wasn't money, that man. well paid either. I mean, imagine it's not like you come back with a.
1: Uh, the company I worked for, without getting too deep into it, is considered the worst company in the West of Canada. <laughs> but it's a rookie breaker. That's what they call them. Yeah. You know, so you work for this company to
0: get into other companies. Yeah. Do you think you'll do so it again? I hope so. Yeah, I want to. Yeah,
1: like I, I have limiting factors. Like I, I, I don't drive. Okay. So. I have to find a company where that's not an important thing Mm -hmm. which means working for probably which i don't want to do probably gas extraction or something Mm -hmm. like that so if i can get in with my friend jason again yes but if not then i'll just have to consider other options Mm -hmm. heavy because i i really like working like that i really enjoyed being away from Buildings and yeah. noise yeah. and people and as a whole, like I love people individually, but as a group, it's not really my thing. Yeah. So like I set my tent up like a 10 or 15 minute walk into the actual bush, not in the, not in the, where people were staying. Wow. Because I didn't want to be around people. I wanted to be able to like experience. Yeah. The, the woods, like I the last camp I had, I was interacting with foxes all the time well wow. because there was a, a den like 20 feet away from my camp wow and they were pretty cool they were chill i had to, I had to scare them away a few times because they were trying to get in my tent for sure yeah whatever and like there was cougars up there there was bears one of the camps had a bear interaction we'd never had
0: any mm. crazy you no know, what did you do with your time off like your, your your days off what did you do i slept okay i read books
1: would go for walks. I didn't really, I had a, I had my computer with me, but I didn't really use it. I tried to use it for a bit, but it was just like, it was too much fucking rain, dude. Yeah. It was just like the humidity all the time would just fuck, it was fucking my computer up. Wow. So I had, I had to go buy a tablet, you know, just yeah. to like be able to watch a movie or something if I wanted to, or talk to somebody yeah. like you, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really talk to anybody in the camp other than my friend. Sure. So for three months, I only talked to three people. Wow. Physically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. Sounds like a good experience. Yeah. But you're, yeah, I was interesting. You're a tr- you, you cook generally. Like that's, your, that's your thing, right? Yeah, I would say that's my profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for large, for large amounts of people, or, or also for small. I mean, I've worked restaurants yeah.
1: from, you know, ten twenty tables up to big places. Mm-hmm. The last place I was really working before this was a an old folks home. Mm-hmm. So I was like one hundred and twenty residents, sixty five people per meal. What was that what like? Was what bad? was the culture
0: of What was the culture of an old folks home like?
1: Well, everybody I worked with was older than me. <laughs> so pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> Is that they key thought factor? I was crazy. They thought I was crazy as fuck, dude. Why? Because I'm young and I go I would work eight hour shifts and then go dance for eight hours and then come back to work the next day. Wow. Like I, I don't give a shit about that. You know, if I'm working a dish pit or working a line, I'm not gonna go home and sit on my ass and watch tv like people do yeah. you know, i need to do stuff i need to be active yeah. i know i'm not very active all the time yeah but when i am it's like go 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 yeah go, yeah go. yeah <laughs> yeah so i would go because they, they, they're all like the youngest guy after me was 62 and i'm, I'm 42.
0: even the guys were even the folks working in the in the kitchen and doing the whole thing there. okay that's interesting the oldest guy working
1: in the kitchen was 67.
0: wow okay and you can work fucking circles around everybody. I believe it, but that's interesting because all the old folks' home, homes I've been in, all the staff is really young. Yeah, no, not
1: not where I work. There's reasons for it. I that I'd rather not talk about it, but it's it has to do with the culture of the province I live in as well. Okay.
0: Like, I don't want to talk about politics or anything. Sure. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got. It. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. 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 I'm curious. Do you listen to harsh noise often? Not anymore. I used to listen to it all the time,
1: but not anymore. And why? It's not, um, it's not a disrespect to anything or it's just more like, I know what I like and I prefer to see things live. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Tapes to me or recordings, let's use, to me is like a safe way to approach an artist. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't really explore things, mm. and also I'm—I don't have the fucking money for buying tapes and shit. Mm-hmm. Even with Taylor in town, you know, it's like I buy stuff from them occasionally, but it's like once a year, I'll will I'll do have a treat for myself, you know? Sure, and splurge. Like, oh, I heard I heard that like Will put out a new album.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, cool! I'll buy it. Yeah. You know, it's not like, uh, oh, check out this, check out that. I'm like, no, I'm not like that. It's sure. I will wait years to hear somebody. And then when I hear them, I know
0: that I like it then I will buy stuff. Yeah. That's hard. I mean, that's hard noise because everything is so.
1: Yeah. All these essential ripper, all that terms,
0: whatever. It's just like, I don't need to listen. Yeah. And and then it's also, it exists for three months for people, you know, it's like this for this moment. And then, you know, not only do you miss it if you don't buy at that time, but it's almost like then people are, done listening to it that you know but unless you want to wait
1: like two years until someone finds a tape right yeah you know and then you're paying like four times the
0: price yeah yeah, that's, that's for, what that's I'm saying that's what I'm saying is like that's that's uh that's it's an, insane yeah it's an annoying thing to deal with
1: like I, that's why I, one of the reasons my label if I fully get it going I will not if you're one person you want to buy something from me if you run a distro yeah maybe but otherwise no not buying two copies for me. Oh. Because of that, that I, the whole thing with collectors and all that stuff, I don't want any, I don't want it that. That yeah. stuff's ridiculous. I'd, yeah. I'd rather my stuff sit in my fucking co- cupboard, yeah. waiting until Oscar comes to my house and I can give it to yeah, him yeah, yeah. than sell two copies to some random guy online. Yeah. I don't know how much that
0: really happens though. I don't think. That, maybe it doesn't anymore. Maybe, that that the, maybe that's Maybe double copy, the, the double buying thing. Every once in a while, someone does it with me. And then I'll always ask, or you know, it actually,
1: maybe that's a, that's maybe that's just a trope that I'm falling for. <laughs> but it's like that's more the example that I'm trying to use. I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But I mean, anyway, 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 I mean, you have tapes that are you know tapes that are limited to fifty or whatever, and then if it's a, if you if you discover the band like a couple years later, it's hard to. You know, that stuff disappears. Yeah, that's why
1: I like open editions, man. Yeah. Open editions are
0: great. Yeah, so what's what's, what's the plan with your with your label? You told me one time you were thinking about doing something where it's like digital, but also with with, with physical artwork.
1: Yeah, that's that's like let's just get this out of the way. I don't like CDs. Mm-hmm. Like I understand why they exist. Mm-hmm. But I see like the fact that at this point they're just a digital file with a collector collectible clamshell or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to me, if I was going to make something like that, why not just make a file? And I, I know there's endless reasons why not to do this because people like holding things, but I, I like the idea of taking away the, <clears throat> the object and making it about, Making uh, the or let me rephrase that taking away the object of the sound object Mm -hmm. and making an object that is a represent, like that makes you like, excuse me, or makes you like connect with the sound more than just like opening something and then putting it on your desk, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's more like. I don't want to explain this. It's just creating less of a separation, yeah. I guess, and, and like, and would, it be, would it be kind of
0: like a like a token that represents this work, like a like a some sort of like?
1: It would be well. I would what I would want to do are posters mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. so it'd be visual, art. Mm-hmm. And, and I would prefer the visual art to either be by the artist or somebody that they feel would represent them properly, mm-hmm. and go they just see where that goes and work with that experiment and I, I have been thinking about doing physical copies as well just like not very large runs because I, I can't really afford that's another aspect of it's like i can't afford it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know like that's a reason i haven't put out a lot of stuff myself it's because i i i just don't have the money sure sure
0: <laughs> I think it's think an interesting, I think there's good ways to experiment with this conundrum of, you know, physical media, digital media as we go forward.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and playing with the, yeah. the idea. That's a cool idea. What about NFTs? And I like, still don't know what an NFT is, but is that is that like an NFT? No. <laughs> no.
1: No, that's not. I mean, I, we can start an NFT if you want. <laughs> Yeah, Noise, NFTs? That? <laughs> Noise NFTs? Noise <laughs> NFTs?
0: It's not far away, I don't think. I don't know. I, like I said, I still don't really totally get the concept, but it's...
1: It's a tagged digital image, essentially. Okay. So like how we have limited editions of tapes, there will be like... I, I might be incorrect on this description, but I, from my understanding, it's like
0: it's like a limited jpeg
1: yeah kind of but it has like a like a collector number on it okay it's some shit like that i can't remember man let's just
0: fuck that. yeah <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um yeah um why ha- why is it that in the past few years there hasn't been as much taskmasters as, as as in recent years what's what's the current state life essentially yeah, life got in the way. I mean, my stuff has been
1: involved. Imb- when I moved, my stuff was left in <clears throat> my sister's house for two years. Mm. That's in everything other than uh, a backpack and a rucksack full of shit that I brought mm. with me. And that was it. You can't bring gear with that. You know, When I'm basically hitchhiking across the country.
0: Mm. <laughs> so. Do you think that I had to wait? But you're in a moment right now where you have some time. Is that? Are you, I'm, I,
1: I'm trying to get out of the, uh, mindset of mental composition before physical compositions. And it's, it's a hard, uh, translation for me to get into because of the way I work.
0: Have you always worked that way though? Because in the, in the years where in yeah. you in the, yeah, because there were years when you were putting out a lot of, you know, you had a pretty large volume of releases on, Know harsh head rituals, trash ritual, um, tronics, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Was, was it all was it at that time also such a kind of no? I think
1: I think I've um developed that more as I've matured, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of a crutch, and I know that mm-hmm. now it's something I need to I've been trying to work on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's also because of the way I had to work for a long time. Mm-hmm. Cause I just didn't have my equipment mm-hmm. or I'd be working and I'd be at work all the time, mm-hmm. you know, cause I used to work like six days a week all the time. Yeah. So it was just that and one day off and I'm sorry, but when the, that's level of work, I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, so
0: I just lose that ability. Sure. Yeah. Well then I'm glad you're in a moment now and I'm going to, Yeah, I'm going to continue to, prod you i know I, I, need a, I, was I was very excited i was very excited that, that the, the dedicated zk came out and tommy wrote me also too and was like "Doc, nick's got some coming out too so i think it's it's a good sign i think it's definitely it's definitely wanted from people that
1: well that's good i'm glad that i'm glad to hear that for sure i mean i think i don't really interface with the public side of the scene so i don't really know what's going on you know if people are interested or disinterested or I just make what I do and put it out. Yeah. Um, If it goes, it goes. If not, that's. Yeah. I mean, I think people are
0: interested for sure. I mean, there's so much noise, and I don't mean noise in the noise music, but I mean, there's so much noise in terms of. uh, Yeah. I I know what you mean. Noise going on at all times that it's also like easy to. If something stops being active or slips away, um, you know, sometimes the the malaise and the noise just continues rushing on. And, but, but I think.
1: Yeah. I just keep connections with people like you. Right. You know, and like, that's, that's my connection to things. And and I, I don't really have a digital presence in that sense. Like I have, I have online stuff, but I'm not promoting. Right. I barely promoted that stuff that I did for the dedicated to Zbigniew Krakowski. Right. You know, like. I just wanna I trust certain people and I, I know I've known people for long enough to be able to say I have something done. Right. You know. So I don't really um like I don't even remember other than you were a few couple people asking me for releases for a long time. And I know that's because of my, my lack of presence.
0: Sure. I mean, I mean it's just but that. It's, I'm sure it is. I mean, like when... Yeah. You know, and it's also because I, I would straight up tell people I don't have the
1: time for this right now. Yeah. I, or I would say I'm working on X and I'm working on that and nothing else. I don't work on multiple releases at once. I, I cannot do that. Yeah. It's so fo- It takes so much focus for me to work on one piece. Like the piece that I did that was released on <clears throat> Will's label took me two years wow. to, to compose the whole thing. And I know people don't like that term, but that's what it is. Sure. It's composition. Because sure. I am like fucking not writing it down, but I am tracking everything I do. Yeah. Every knob, yeah. everything. I don't use computers at all for yeah. that. It's all up here. Yeah. You know, so it's like it takes a long time for me to work. Yeah, and and sometimes I'm inspired, right? And I I know that I just have to like that last piece I just did. I knew I knew what I was doing. I knew what I wanted, and I was like, "How the fuck did this happen? Like like that? Like I'm trying to understand that more. That mental, the Mm -hmm. mental systems Mm -hmm. to create that flow. And I, I I see. I see parts of it in my life and how it, it reflects, mm-hmm. and it allows me to generate stuff. But it finding those points in time are super rare for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and hard. it's not you like to, I, f- yeah, it, it's not because I don't want to either. You know, it's not like I'm like, fuck this, or I'm disinterested. Right. It's like I'm always interested as an artist in what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, it's just. I struggle with that yeah, too. The weight, the weight, the gravity of reality. Yeah, <laughs> I struggle with that too. And I, know, but I know for a fact that it, um, it only ha- it, you know, it's only, it's only possible if you find out how to yeah. make that spark and then do it. Because if you, with life, I mean life, washing the dishes, whatever. Not to mention working, all the things that we have. No, to do, I know what you're saying. All, yeah. all, all the things we have to do to to just survive. There's never time for anything, really. You have to f- never, force no. it in. And to find inspiration in that moment is hard. That's a that's a that's a challenge that a lot of people have to. Yeah, some people have the, the solution. Some people can do it pretty well, but it's
1: it's a challenge, man. Yeah,
0: and it's, uh,
1: learning like that that's something I, I would like to learn more. And like, <clears> others, <throat> you know, I don't want to do it, but is there systems that exist that I could follow or training that I could take? There is there for sure that, you know, you know, and like, and also create those moments where I'm able to work more and more and more and not have to worry about putting food on my table.
0: There is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's always a struggle, but I mean, I know in terms of, terms of working, there are books there. I mean, there are, there are books about like, uh, I think there was a book that came out several years ago that I found interesting. I didn't, I never read it, but I read about it. And it was like a lot of really important, great artists, like painters, sculptors, writers, and things like that. um, talking about their, their rituals. And basically all of them basically said they, none of them really were just, you know, inspired and had like this. Yeah. It was like, they all had very specific systems. They figured out and put in place mm-hmm. to force themselves mm-hmm. to, be able to work. And a lot of them had, you know, day jobs and things like that. I mean, it's just a matter of, I mean, it's not just a matter of anything, but it's a, it's a, it's really a matter of like some mental discipline and, 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 and that's, that's my problem right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a problem for everyone. And
1: I'm, I'm fully aware of that. I'm fully, fully aware of what my weaknesses but, but, are. But,
0: but, but what I mean is that it's not just like, Oh, you got to be disciplined and then it'll happen. I think what I mean is no. like, there are concrete things that you can like, do in your life that make this discipline easier or happen? Yeah. You know, I mean, and and that's that's what it's about finding. It's a good point. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> no, you're no, you're completely right. I'm not. I'm absolutely not. Never. I'm not going to disagree with what you're saying. Uh, I, I, like I said, I struggle with learning. It it's learning to train those those things. Yeah. So that's that's for me is my problem. And yeah, and being just fucking. Occasionally, a, procrast- a pretty bad procrastinator in sure. general. So,
0: yeah, it's funny what you said about me living in because I was running a little bit late. I said I was five minutes late, and you said you've been living in Germany for too long because <laughs> I'm really not a, a I'm not really a timey person like that. But I mean, yeah, here you get. I mean, I don't play the game with people, but you still you kind of exp- you're exp- if you say you're. If you say it's ten o'clock and it's ten o five, people start looking at you funny. If it's ten ten, then it's like, you know. Yeah, I know. I get it. I don't like it. I hate it. Not here. <laughs> I suppose if you've watched the, have you watched many of the podcasts before? Any of them? Uh,
1: to be honest with you, no. You've, I watched one
0: with Tommy. Okay. Well then, let cause... me ask. Let, let me ask you this. I want you to tell me your. Um, can you tell me your top? five noise releases of all time. Oh, my God. Five? Five. Top five. Off the top of my head? Off the top of your head. All time.
1: I can give you one. Sorry, I I have no fucking memory.
0: (laughs) I want five. Um,
1: Okay, five. One, it's uh, Nora Thomas Okay. The album's called Frank. Okay. There's only eight copies in existence, but it's on Bandcamp.
0: Okay.
1: And I got it from a kid in North Dakota when I played a Bismarck. It was his tape. Fucking solid release. Nobody knows about it. Okay. um,
0: That's your favorite noise release of all time?
1: It's one of my favorite noise releases of all time, yeah. Okay. for sure. Great. Um, Obviously, Kurkowski's Electrostatics. Yep. Up there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What is stuff I listened used to listen to all the time? Because I don't really listen to noise much anymore.
0: Yeah. What, what, what were some of your big, heavy, important, important. Oh, uh,
1: Mersbau's Bondage Performance 2. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really like a lot of his other outputs. But that one, I really resonated with me at the time mm-hmm. and still kind of
0: does. Um, oh, Cackerel uh, The Gardener. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really like that album. I know we've ta- That's been something that I think we've talked about, like, throughout the year. A years, lot. Numerous times. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. It's one of my favorites, for sure. Yeah. Um, trying to think of what I, what's something I used to listen to all the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, the K Two AMK Hater Split on Vinyl Communications. Cool. That was also something I used to listen
0: to a lot. Cool, cool, cool. a lot. All right, good. So that started to take a little while there. That's but... good. That's all good. I'm not. I usually ask. People, <laughs> I usually ask people what their top five of the past year are, but I'm not going to go there with you. No,
1: because I <laughs> wouldn't be able to tell you. Like, dude, I have like literally a stack of CDs from people like this. And I haven't listened to any of them because I don't
0: have a CD player. Yeah, a bunch that I sent you, man. I was... Yeah, and, and Will. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Peter J.
1: Woods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, sorry, guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, Okay, cool. Um, All right. Well, cool. Um, Nick, I really appreciate you taking the time. Anytime, man. It was- Anytime. You
1: know that. Yep. it was. You're like the only person that I'd do this for.
0: <laughs> well, we should like, do it. Anybody should- else ask me- We should do it again. I mean, I... Um, Anytime, man. I've had uh, already plans to... Have people back on for second rounds. Talk about more more stuff. More specifically, maybe elaborate on some things when I have certain questions. So I hope you. Will, Anytime. I hope you'll join me again. But until then, take care. Yeah, you too. And talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. See ya. See you man. Thanks again for tuning into White Zombie Noise Podcast. Head over to the Patreon for more, including private episodes of Noise on the Run, exclusive photos, video, and audio related to the show, and discounts at the White Sampi Noise mail order. Your support is extremely appreciated and vital to keep the show going.